Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. everyone, welcome to episode 154 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Mitch. How's it going? Whew. Well, a couple weeks off, uh, pretty good. Beard's a little bit longer and still working away. <laughs> Are you going to braid it eventually? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how long I'm going to let it go either. I just, uh, it's the first time that I can actually grow a beard and, and uh, not have work say, no, you can't, so... I'm uh, kind of taking it for granted and letting it just do its thing. Do they usually and, uh, say you can't? Well, it's frowned upon. It kind of depends. It, well, as long as it's trimmed up nicely and not like not like a crazy wild man, I guess you could say. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what their definition of nicely is. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, it's it's getting longer, but it's not like I've know, seen random hairs poking out everywhere. I've seen worse around there, so. I don't. I don't yeah. think they're paying attention to anybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, we still have to wear face masks and all that stuff. So, do, do you get that like indentation of a mask when you take it off in your beard? No. Well, <laughs> from my beard standpoint, yeah, yeah. Like you have but, a big goatee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gives me a beard goatee. <laughs> um. <laughs> I remember when I had more hair and I would have a headset on. I always hated taking taking my headset off because you had that little dip where the where the headset oh, was. Yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd have to go to the bathroom on my break and like get that all scruffed up and then. <laughs> uh, not not a problem anymore. Not a problem no, anymore. not a problem for either of us. Took care of that. Thanks, nature. <laughs> Thank you, nature. <laughs> That's good. Good advertisement for them. So yeah, yeah with uh, yeah. the new show comes more more news, of course, and uh, yeah, uh, let's get into it here. Huge loss. We usually don't like to do this. I, I don't anyway, because you lose track. It's just kind of like maybe you feel like the Academy, you know, how they always forget somebody in the uh, memoriam. Oh, I know. And I was I was thinking about that the other day when when I read the news that he passed. And it's I did not realize. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm paying more attention to it now that we're doing the podcast or not. But mm-hmm. It didn't seem like back in the day so many people were just randomly passing away. It seems like there'd be like one major one. And then it would be like several, several months and then another one or something like that. But it seems like it's like more often than not, you know, and I don't know if these, these actors that we're growing up with are just getting that old and they're passing away, which is sad. Yeah, um, and it's, it's lot, hard to believe, yeah. too, isn't it? Because you're like, wait right? a minute, I remember this guy in his prime or, you know, he looked like he was in his prime and it's like, wow. Yeah, I had no clue he was in the fifth element. I was like, wow. Well, to everyone, of course, we're talking about Ian Holm. I believe that's how you say his name. Uh, Yeah, he's a huge character actor. I've seen him in several things. But yeah, I think I think the fifth element might have been my first introduction to him. How about you? Oh, oh, well, unless you've watched Aliens, which you right um, at that time, I didn't know when I was a kid. I hadn't caught that one. yet. But yeah, no, I mean, well, I take that back. Um, He was in Lord of the Rings. He was in Chariots of Fire. And uh, I mean, he did a countless, countless number of films. He was also in 
Garden State. I don't know if you ever saw that one. That was um, Zach Braff's uh, directorial debut. It was a good good movie and a good performance by him. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm sure that was a big get for them when they were casting that movie because it's like a low budget. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, he was also in. Um, I didn't put this on the list, but uh, the Johnny Depp movie where he was Jack the Ripper. Remember that one? Oh yes. Was it from Hell? Yes. Um, well, no, from Hell is a different movie. Well, it, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. The I whole that movie once. That was movie. I like that one. I got to revisit that. Maybe I will in in his honor. But yeah, I remember when he spoiler. Uh, he's Jack the Ripper. <laughs> so he's like a. I think he's like a <laughs> professor dude, right, or something. But when it's yeah. revealed, like at night, he has this like he turns like Doctor Jackal, Mister High, like his. If I remember correctly, his pupils get really big and it's just a little it's just a little twist in his his look. It wasn't like a like a wolfman uh, transformation or anything, but he looked more sinister. And that was that was pretty damn cool. But, yeah, he was a very talented actor. Fifth Element. Oh, my gosh. Just uh, I always remember him fainting when uh, he can't believe what Bruce Willis has brought to his door. You know, he's like, the, yeah. the fifth element. And he just poof. Well, see, I never, I didn't, I mean, with a goatee and stuff that he had on, I never would have put two and two together. For me, his, his big standout movie role was obviously The Hobbit playing Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. You know, I'm reprising it briefly for The Hobbit movies. But, God, I didn't know he was 88 years old. I mean, I didn't either. it doesn't seem like The Hobbit came out that long ago. But then again, it's been a long time since I've seen him in a movie, too, so. Yeah, I don't you know, know if he was in every... I didn't see all the Hobbit films. I saw the first one. I, I know he was in that one. And I, I figure he was in the other ones some somehow. But uh, yeah, definitely remember him from Lord of the Rings. He's got one of those scare moments to me. Uh, yeah. Where his face morphs when uh, Frodo grabs the ring or something. He's like... Ah! Yeah. And it's like, whoa, what is going on? Because <laughs> he was just like I know, this was like happy the one dude. scary part. Yeah. It's like this happy dude. That was such a memorable time. I love that. The Lord of the Rings for those three years, like I was going to the oh, theater yeah. and I remember Return of the King was supposed to be the longest, I believe. And I remember getting all my concessions and just trying to go to the bathroom as much as I could before the movie. And yeah, that was like a, that was a cool time. Cause you know, we were coming into adulthood, you know, we were out yeah. of high school and just, cause I don't think just because you're 18, I don't think you're quite an adult yet. You know, you have to like morph into it unless you're like, Mm-hmm. advanced i wasn't so but yeah i I, was <laughs> I definitely remember that time and that was that was magical i'd say and i think the hobbit tried to recapture that but i, I never saw any of those in the theater i think i would just kind of the hobbit was good um i mean peter jackson did justice it, i mean it wasn't bad by any sort of means mm-hmm. i don't think it as a true fan of the series because uh, my mom was always trying to read the Hob- or the Hobbit to us and Lord of the Rings when mm-hmm. we were younger, but I, it's such a a deep book. I mean, there's so much going on with it that I think as as kids we were just too young to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So you know, when that movie came out, I immediately knew that that's a movie that I need to go see with my mom. So I ended up uh, going to all three of them in the theater and all three of the. Uh, um, Lord of the Rings in the theater and you know afterwards she'd always tell me because she she read it out to us uh, mm-hmm. you know when we were younger she pointed out 
the inconsistencies. Like, there's supposed to be a song here, or there's more to the scene, or whatever. <laughs> it was kind of funny in that in that respect. So. Right, right. Did she still did she still like the films, even though they were missing a few oh, things? Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, she did. She just uh, she just said that for Lord of the Rings, um, there was more singing than what was in the movies. And you were like you were probably like, thank song. God. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, this was before. Well. I can't remember when did when did Family Guy come out because that kind of brought back little musical skits and stuff. Oh, sure. Cartoon. Yeah. And so I think people were more accepting of that stuff. I just don't know if why they didn't put that in there. I mean, in The Hobbit, the first movie, they sing before they go on their quest. Oh, my gosh. Um, I know they uh, I sat down with some friends to watch that and we ended up kind of mystery science theatering it, it, not meaning to. It's just, yeah, it's like. It would get going, then it would stop, and then there would be a meal, be smoking, and then you know laughter, song, and then they go and then repeat and repeat, and we just were just kind of not getting into it, and yeah, so I I didn't watch the other two. Uh, I know the it's just one book, right, The Hobbit. Um, yes, but it's a big book, it's, right? I mean, there's a lot to it. It's it is the story of how Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ring. Right, right. Um, Do you think two so, movies would have been better than three? Um, or one movie, one big movie? I don't know. That's the biggest complaint a lot of people have is you know they were just trying to re redo what they did with Lord of the Rings, but that you know that was a series of books rather than just I mean, this one. I, I think two movies probably would have been fine, but I mm-hmm. think they made three just so that they could draw on some of the thoughts. Sure. I think that. Uh, Cause there was some stuff in like the first movie, even that my mom was saying when we went, you know, that's at the end of the book. Mm. That's not supposed to be where they leave off, you know? Right. So <laughs> yeah, there, there might've been some liberties taken there. Yeah. I, I still would love to see what Del Toro would have done with it. Cause he was originally going to, to tackle it. And I don't think he was going to have, maybe it was probably just going to be one film when he was going to do it, but you know, like just this whole as art style it would have a different look i imagine and i would kind of prefer a different look i don't know i think it maybe could you know i think it was maybe too much like lord of the rings uh and that's not like a bad thing it's just uh, i think the hobbit would have been like you know it would have stood more on its own rather than kind of just being yeah it would have been it would have been like its own like series it wouldn't have mm-hmm. been oh peter jackson was doing a follow-up to lord of the rings kind of thing right i mean i it they say that they used a lot of Del Toro's stuff mm-hmm. that he had already in there, like some of the scenes and some of the, the props and, and all that. So I don't know. I mean, you know, he he might have toned it down a little bit to sure. look more like Lord of the Rings. Um, he might have gone as crazy as Hillboy. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. One thing is for certain, though, he can certainly do it because we saw, you know, Hellboy and all that stuff and all the mm-hmm. imagination and, and creatures that, that came out of that. So. It would have been interesting. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. And it probably would have been more practical, I imagine. You know, um, I think The Hobbit was a little CG heavy. Would you say that? Yeah. For a couple scenes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Still good casting and stuff. And yeah, it was nice for... Uh, oh, yeah. Nice for Ian to show up again. And yeah, he was, he was a massively talented guy. Every time he showed up on screen, I was... I was hose hooked, you know, I was like, oh, I like this actor, you know, even though I didn't know his name for a long time. 
Um, yeah, you just knew he was just a good guy. Like there's so many of them like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was just, he always brought it. And I did see Alien a couple years ago at Flix, you know, one of those throwback oh, did you? Um, uh, movies they did. And yeah, man, his, he was really good in that. And the whole scene about the creepy scene where he, you know, spoiler again, <laughs> he's a robot. He's the first android in, this, in the series. He gets like ripped to shreds and he's just sitting there. His head's just like lopped on some table with a bunch of goo spitting out. It's gross. But yeah, he was like just his line. It was so creepy, you know, because he was like, you have my sympathy. And he like smiled a little bit. I can't mm-hmm. remember what Ripley did after that. Did she just stab his head or something? <laughs> I think she was just like, I'm- see, I've never seen. Oh, you never have told. I've never seen the alien movies i've seen one and that was like in the 90s that they made that was really crappy oh yeah that was probably the fourth one maybe yeah Yeah. the guy in the wheelchair that that ends up going down or something like i don't know was ron perlman in it that was that was the fourth that was uh resurrection alien resurrection does that sound right to you there was yeah there was it could be aliens was like the james cameron movie sequel he did yeah that was very action-packed and then you had three and then resurrection and then um god was there one more i don't think there was i think they did those alien versus predator films but yeah it was really cool it was a good experience because i don't know if i saw the whole one the first one all the way through before i went to flicks but just the setup and it was nicely done and it didn't really age too too badly there's a no. There's, there's an effect scene that involves Ian with uh, him being ripped apart on a table where it's quickly like changed. Like it's a dummy. You can clearly tell. And then then it changes and his face has got expressions and it's him. You know, he's like probably <laughs> beneath the table. That's the only jarring moment. Yeah. And I think people in the audience chuckled at it, you know, because it's like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. this is like. Th- but that was the only time we were like, ah, kind of kind of out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a good, good film, and yeah, he was massively talented. I, I read that he died peacefully, which is great, and his wife documented his last days through um, a series of like pastel portraits she did. So, oh, cool, kind of a nice uh, little uh, tribute there, and yeah, he was a BAFTA winner and he was an Oscar nominee. Not surprising at all. So, rest in peace. Well, if, if you can leave a mark on on this uh this blue globe here with the mm-hmm. the the hard work and effort that you put in day in and day out i think that's there's uh there's a reward for that sure maybe that's uh, going peacefully and and maybe it's just uh that fact that you'll always be remembered so absolutely um, kudos to him for all that he did to the uh, cinematic world and and uh for what he did for all of us giving us great entertainment Absolutely. Yep. Couldn't agree more. So speaking of, uh, he was an English dude, I would say. Uh, Sherlock Holmes is yeah. also an English dude. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Played by an American. Hard segue, you know? I know, right? Hard I know, right? Going into somebody passing into like actual exciting movie news that uh, yes. you know, people want. <laughs> exactly. That's why we yeah. probably don't do too many in memory of, you know, because <laughs> it's just like, it could be a downer, yeah. but. Now we had a good conversation, so it went well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure we've missed some other people who've passed. Um, Danny O'Neill, he passed. So we will talk oh, about that course. later. But, yeah, of course, huge, huge shout out to him and just everything he did for the whole 
Batman and comic community. It's just wonderful stuff. And yeah, he's got some great interviews with Kevin Smith. You should go check those out. But yeah, when we get Steve back on here, we'll definitely talk. See, that's what, that's what stinks. Oh, if, you, if you address one person, it's like you kind of just like, oh, my God, and this person and this person. So, yeah, oh, no, I mean, they're all. Resp- well, what about them? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we respect all of that. And we I think oh, we do our course. best to share on our page when someone passes. But this was um, yeah. Ian was I think I think it might have just came out yesterday where he passed. And yeah, that was a big bummer. Um, yeah. So back into uh, happier times. Sherlock Holmes three, yeah. everybody. Uh, Game of Shadows, that was the last film we saw Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law in. That was directed by Guy yes. Ritchie. Um, I thought that was a pretty good sequel. What did you think? I, um, I've i always loved the Guy Ritchie. I've heard that Guy Ritchie isn't directing this next one, though, which makes me a little sad. I'm but, nervous. Um, I'm nervous about it. Yeah. Um, it's not going to It's not gonna, It's not not going to have the same feel. Just can't. Right. But hopefully, to me, they use the same, the same composer because... He, oh, I right. mean that the yeah. Sherlock Holmes series so far, uh, that music score is goes hand in hand with the movie. I mean, yes, it, it's it a great you. musical score. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just like you hear it and you know, oh, that's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, oh, it's no, really, it's really well done. Yeah, uh, it's so crazy. It's Hans Zimmer. Is it? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Hans Zimmer always has a. Uh, he's my outside of uh, of. Uh, um, Batman Williams yeah oh right yeah um, yeah you know he's my favorite musical composer yeah he did the Man of Steel theme I believe too yep which is yep. a powerful theme like how are you gonna top Christopher Reeves and he I mean I'm not saying he did top but he made it as I think memorable as maybe not as memorable I guess but it was still an yeah. accomplishment it wasn't like you know he just slagged off like it was a, it's a good theme it's got a good no it's a it's build a up and uh, yeah that, that's Those a whole, damn good theme. Right. Those whole double drums at the very yeah. end. Yeah. Um, when he's like flying through. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Sure. Of course. So, yeah. It, yeah. That He does. He does great work. And yeah, that Sherlock theme. That's what I dread about th- uh, third movies in a series. They always seem to kill your characters off quick, get a different director, just a whole different yeah. look to it, different score, uh, just style. And it's been a long time. I think 2012 is the last time they did a film. So, you know, they're older yes. now. And who knows if they'll be doing as much action as they did before. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I should have looked, but I I would hope Richie's producing at least. You know, he can kind of have a say in on a few things. Who knows? But oh, I would think he is. I just hope this uh, the new director's uh, Dexter Fletcher. He did the Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic. I did not see that one. Oh, okay. Did you see that one at all? I have not either yet. I don't know what his direction is no. like, and maybe he will kind of uh, try to be like Richie. You know, uh, I think Brett Ratner kind of. You know, I don't like Last Stand, his X Men film, but it did kind of yeah. have a singer feel to it still, even though it was directed differently. You know, it just uh, they utilize the music and all that. So hopefully they'll do that, but not make it as shitty as Last Stand. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> don't kill off people. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of characters, I guess they could do that with. But I just hope they I don't know. It's going to be tough. I really I've been wanting a three for a very long time. And I 
I'm kind of bummed we're not getting exactly what we want, you know, but maybe it'll be great. I don't know. Um, this was announced like a year ago. The third one was finally coming and MCU is great, right? But unfortunately, oh, yeah. I think it costs us some Sherlock Holmes movies we could have gotten because Downey was just so busy and he was making bank. So he didn't really, you know, I mean, he wasn't like, oh, I, I got to go do these other parts, you know? So it wasn't well, like yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. And I'm, I'm sure with as much that's been going on with Marvel, you know, mm-hmm. reshoots were often and fast. Mm-hmm. And and when you do something like that, you kind of have to keep the goatee going. Otherwise, you know, and at the amount that they're paying him, it was kind of stupid to to sit to sign on to something mm-hmm. um, outside of that, because I think he had just such a good thing going. Right. That it would be dumb to. Uh, to mess that up and of course we can all tell when they put on a prosthetic goatee or whatever you know i mean it's not hard to tell it still looks fake (laughs) yeah yeah reshoots yeah they you can spot those usually unless they really care about continuity and the actor doesn't have another part they're doing they can cut their hair the same and all that uh real quick segue indiana jones in the last crusade I don't yes. know if you ever spotted this, but there's that scene where Indy goes over the cliff. Yes. Sean Connery changes his appearance in a matter of frames, back and forth, back and forth. So you could tell there's a reshoot there. His hair's longer, his beard's. Yeah, because his beard's nicely trimmed in the film, his hair's short. And then all of a sudden, when they get Indy uh, uh, off from the cliff, the edge of the cliff, uh, he's got a full beard. His beard's fuller, let's say. His hair's longer. Yeah. And it, you, I can notice it, it, not as much as when I was a kid, but as I gotten older, I'm like, something looks different about him. And that was it. So there had to be a reshoot. Oh, it had to be. Yeah. Interesting segue there. But yeah, reshoots. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, good and bad. You know, I'm sure a lot of reshoots have saved movies in the past. But recently, with all the headlines, it seems they just do more harm than good. <laughs> but yeah, a year ago, Sherlock Holmes 3 was mentioned. I think we talked about it. We were excited. Recently on social media, I guess there was a, a clip they played. And it was the end of Game of Shadows where Watson or Watson's typing. He gets up and leaves and Holmes is in that chair in a disguise. I forgot how Watson ended his typing. But when he gets up and leaves the room, Holmes gets up because we all think he's dead. You know, he went over the cliff with, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. with Moriarty, sits down and he types a question mark in. And then I think that's how the movie ends. So recently, the yeah, social he was he was hiding in the mm-hmm. in the chair, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Which they kind of uh, set up, you know, the uh, beginning of the movie where he was camouflaging himself in the study when uh, Watson came yes. in. Yeah. So yeah, this new social media clip has Holmes walking over to the typewriter like he did before, except this time September's typed. So there's a good rumor, anyway, a clue, if you will, that the, coming to September we're gonna have some more info on what's going on with this uh, Sherlock Holmes 3 movie. Uh, last we knew, it was said to be taking place in America, San Francisco of the Old West, and it was going to be released December 21st, 2021. So I'm, I'm guessing September will maybe get Ooh. some production stills or something. I don't know. Maybe Guy Ritchie's coming yeah. back to the project. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> well, you know, it's been long enough now, and... and- have been put on hold and who knows i'm wondering uh will we have moriarty come back uh, will we have that gypsy lady come back i mean those are all 
good good characters. Uh, that's um, a good question, especially with them going to the, the old west. Uh, I could see it being a cliffhanger for the third one. You know, like he's still alive. I can't remember if. I guess word was Arthur Conan Doyle. He was he was done with Sherlock Holmes. Like he was just he was over it, and so yeah. he killed him. That's why he he had him killed with Moriarty. Mm-hmm. And then I think there was like public outcry, and so they brought him back somehow. And I don't know if Moriarty was brought back too. Maybe he was. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wonder if we'll get any uh, nod to uh, the Sherlock Holmes show because that's a that's a darn good show too. Yeah, and that came uh, that came out after the last sequel, so there's been a whole lot yeah. of Sherlock. We have had Elementary on CBS as well, so mm-hmm. yeah, there's been a lot of content generated. So it's it's um, they're kind of going against. Um, themselves in a way, the character anyway, you know, it's like, well, people have grown to love this version and that version, and now you're going to bring this version back. And it's been a while, so it's like, you know, are people going to, and it's going to have a different direction. A lot, I think there's a lot on the line. I, I hope they can make a series, more of these films. We'll see. Uh, you know, I guess it's um, better better than nothing, so... Yeah, but it would be cool if since they're going to be in America, I'm sure I'm assuming they're going to be shooting here. Maybe not. I don't know, but they could really have fun and bring in like wouldn't it be awesome if um, Brent Spiner and LeVar Burton showed up somehow just because, you know, <laughs> they played the characters a little bit on TNG. That would be so awesome. That would be awesome. Or maybe they were doing like a stage play or something. I don't know. I don't know. Little nods there. And I'm sure all these actors who are in the the Sherlock properties lately. Uh, maybe they live here in America mostly. I don't know. So maybe you can get them the cameo. That would be really, really cool. And I did finally see the Sherlock. Is it Watson and Holmes or Holmes and Watson? The Will Ferrell, John C. Riley film they did. Remember that one? No. Where it's like a spoof Sherlock Holmes thing? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Um, I don't think it was terrible. It had some moments that were funny. But yeah, overall, it was not. It was definitely not as good as their other um, teamings up. You know, they you know with Talladega yeah. and um, Step Brothers. Step Brothers so freaking good. Though. Oh, I know, I know. Well, check it out. I don't think it's a waste yeah. of time. I know a lot of people are like saying it's the worst ever and da da da, and and it's certainly not the best. I'll say that. But it, it's yeah. kind of entertaining and. It is kind of neat to see them in their in in these roles, but yeah, it was a kind of a letdown at the same time because it's like it could have been so much better, and maybe they just needed to polish the script up some more. But nah, shoot, I know. Well, let's hope uh, Sherlock Holmes three doesn't have the same uh, <laughs> shortcomings. No, I should. We'll see September what we've what's uh, <laughs> happening. So hopefully, yes, hopefully some good news. I don't know. Maybe uh, Downey signs a four picture deal to do uh, all those movies or I don't know what's going to happen but well and I've heard that he's in talks to come back to the Marvel Universe I mean at least through uh, like an AI I, I think that would be the best uh, I know Black Widow he's uh, making an appearance because that takes place before his death I don't think he'll come back otherwise uh, unless he I, I mean he's he got paid a lot of money so he might just want to preserve the art now you know like I don't want to you know, I went out that way. It sucks. And it sucks that Black Widow has to come out now versus uh, before, you know, because it's it is going to kind of take away his death a little bit, even though it's a prequel, I think, you know, because it's like if you never see him again, 
at all, then it's final. It's more final that way. But it's comic books too, so people can come back and. But I think an AI would be really cool. I think we've talked about that before. You know, like Jarvis or something. Right. Yeah. That'd be really. That'd be really cool. Looks like Spotify has made a deal lately with WB to produce some audio dramas on their DC properties, as well as Looney Tunes. That's cool. I think that's going to be fun. That could be like an old uh, throwback to that feel of... Yeah, like the old radio dramas. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine... Yeah, that would be fun. Can you imagine if you were alive when War of the Worlds came on? (laughs) That was like... Oh, man. uh, You know, there's... (laughs) But see, there's... I think that's been uh, denounced as a hoax because, you know, like I remember I was told as a kid, like, oh, people like they're like killing themselves when this thing got released. They thought this was actually happening. And but I guess there was several disclaimers. So I don't know what's true, really, you know, because I also heard Wells wanted people to think it was real. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, that's that's when, when I think of radio drums, that's definitely one I think of and the impact that had. You know, because that's all people yeah. had back then was a newspaper and the radio. So if oh, I know. something was going down, you weren't going to read about it right away. You were going to have to hear it. Yeah. But And, of course, if you came into the middle of it, you might, you know, freak out a whole bunch of people because they don't know it's just a story. Right. Every, every five minutes. <laughs> Calm down, Karen. Yeah. It's just a story. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, it, side note. We're talking about Orson Welles. uh <laughs> I love those clips of him drunk off his ass with that uh, oh, wine. Have you ever heard his? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever heard him try to do, like, ads? Yeah. Well, that like, was the only one I heard him try to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he he does this. Uh, he's, he's doing uh, stuff about just random radio ads. Yeah. And I guess he used to voice a lot of radio ads and stuff. And he just goes into this conniption fit about how the wording is and how it doesn't flow. And oh, really? Not correct. And, <laughs> um, he hates the phrase, uh, crumb crust. Um, and this is, <laughs> he just, he goes off on this. It's just absolutely hilarious. I'll find it in the Senate today. It's good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, those are so entertaining. It's so sad. Yeah, he just stops really giving a shit, it seems, you know? Right. Gaining yeah. all that weight. Like, he had that. I still haven't seen Citizen Kane. I have HBO Max now, and that is one of them on there. Uh, I need to check that out because that's like, that's classic. Has but, Roku gotten a deal with HBO Max yet, or is it still now? I, I think it's now. I was going to play this real quick. He's just staring at the camera. Action awesome. <laughs> Did you just do anything? No, sorry, cut. Yeah, really? <laughs> One, two, take two. This poor actor who's got to pour the wine. Ah, oh, I know. French champagne. Uh, <laughs> has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne <laughs> by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne. It's vintage. Taste. The actor's like, should I start pouring? And then he fucks up. Right. The actor finally is like, okay, I'll start pouring. <laughs> he screws up his line. <laughs> oh, this is a shiver. Oh, God. Hold on. Let me try to find it real quick. Oh, my God. He's funny. Yeah. 
You're just knocking on Orson Welles, poor guy. <laughs> but yeah, those the audio dramas, man, those are those are classics, and I don't know if people have enough tension span to listen to them now. What do you think? I don't think they do. Um, it's only a bad thing. I guess on. you could pause it constantly, right? Get your, gather your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I okay. seem to shit my pants. <laughs> now, I just sent you the uh, Orson Welles outtake. It's about frozen peas, but it goes into so much more. Try to see if you can find that so we can listen to it real quick. Oh, sure. Orson just like rolling around in his grave. Oh, the French. <laughs> Rosen Peas. Do you, want, do you want to uh, go through everything and then come back? Well, now tell me. I usually prefer to, but tell me what's wrong. All right, I just think the, the very opening could be a little... Nothing is more important than the simple act of people getting together. Good. Oh, he had a good voice, didn't he? Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, when it wasn't, awesome. when he was sober. Could I have just one more yeah. take of that? Why? I just did it right. <laughs> uh, look, I, I'm not used to having more than one person in there. One more word out of you and you go. Whoa. Is that clear? <laughs> yes, sir. I take, well, I take directions from one person under protest. But from two, I don't sit still. But who the hell are you, anyway? No, I'm the engineer. <laughs> well, why the hell are it you asking? Years it goes on. I'm the engineer. Well, I thought there was a slight bunk, and I would like, just like to be saved. Jesus. There's an English chap. Yeah. What is a gonk? Do you mind telling me what that is? <laughs> a bang from outside. It's a good picture with this clip. He's just like looking at oh, you yeah. with a microphone down. Oh, Can I see Mrs. Rogers for a minute, please? <laughs> we know a remote farm in Lincolnshire. Where Mrs. Buckley lives. Every July, peas grow there. Do you really mean that? Thank you. <laughs> Don't you think you really want to say July over the snow? Isn't I'll it? play. I'll play the rest later. Otherwise, we'll okay. probably get copyright infringement. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you really? I'm gonna like think of that now when I eat peas. <laughs> What's a donk? Oh you who are you? I'm the engineer. Oh God! Well, you know, like oh, these these audio dramas. You know, there's probably behind the scenes audio drama itself. You know, just oh yeah. Because like back in the day, I think they maybe they did it live. I don't remember, but you know, it used to be like a stage production. But now it's like with these with this like these new shows are going to be doing. I'm pretty sure the actors are kind of like on their own, kind of like how they do an animated film now. They don't have to gather and do it do it right the first time or whatnot. You know, they'll just yeah. splice it together. But this is pretty cool. I, I'm I'm excited about the, the DC audio dramas. I don't know if you've heard the Wolverine one they've done. Um, you can get it on every uh, streaming service, but they've done Wolverine, The Long Night, and The Lost Trail, and they're really good. Oh, cool. Yeah, you should check them out. It gives you like a kind of a taste of what's to come uh, if it's done right, you know. Of course. It is hard to follow along, but it's really good if you pay attention and you're in it. You know, like it's hard to 
I try to listen to it when I was working. It's just kind of, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, ah, shit, I got to think a little bit here. <laughs> and, but it's really good. It has a good, the, the long nights when I've heard. I started the Lost Trail and I just couldn't get into it because I was trying to do other things and it just required my mind more on that. I will re- oh. revisit that, but yeah, it'd be awesome. You could get... Imagine all the the DC voice talent they could bring in, you know, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, of course, just everyone who's been in this the animated series and and beyond. Oh, and yeah. And it wouldn't be tough. Hell, you could even bring actors in from the movies. Yeah. Like, imagine Michael Keaton coming back to voice Batman. Oh. Like, that would be so cool. Like, they could do a, a Batman. If they don't ever make a Batman Beyond film, they could definitely do a Batman Beyond audio drama. Like, that would be pretty right. fucking cool, I think. You know, just oh, have yeah. him come in like that and but yeah the looney tunes is interesting i guess if um i guess you could probably find some clips of the looney tunes without having to watch it you know that would be funny it's uh i don't know if it's gonna be it's they don't have a slate of projects picked out yet so it's gonna be interesting to know if it's like new content or it's like existing they're going to adapt or something like that you know yeah, I don't know. They, they, I wonder if they do their own kind of content thing or what they might do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's probably just how they make a film usually. they, You know, it's inspired by a certain story and they just change it up a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Spotify, they're, they're definitely um, starting to get a lot more uh, real estate. You know, they got the Joe Rogan podcast coming aboard and they're going to do a a video version now of uh, their service. So I don't know if that means for us, like if we can well, kind of, I've noticed that Spotify, some of their, vi- some of their, uh, their uh, music has a music video now. Yeah. That's the new feature they've added, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of unique. Yeah. So, so yeah, they did that. So the, yeah, they did that so they could probably get podcasts to have visual too. So it's possible we could have, oh, we sure. ourselves could have our YouTube channel, and Spotify video as well. That'd be really cool. So we'll have to look into that. But I do plan on doing more video, especially once we're all back together again. It's kind of yeah. hard to do it over Zoom and Google and all that crap. But I mean, it, it's yeah. it's possible if we all want to wear Darth Vader masks, we could give it a shot here in the studio. But <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. I, I love audio dramas. Don't get me wrong. I'm just I'm just nervous about how people. And I guess now, since they're not like on the radio, it's played and it's you can't play it back. But now you can with these streaming. So if you're like kind of losing track, you can pause it and go back easily, you know, versus like, oh, I, yeah. I have to tune in for the rerun, you know, then <laughs> you just forget right. about it. I'm excited for that. Sure. A lot of great DC news right now. You know, we got um, a little thing called the Justice League Snyder Cut. Uh, we did talk about that last time on the show. What are your thoughts on that, Mitch? Oh man, super excited! They uh, this week they they dropped a, a huge uh, snippet video, um, and I'm I'm trying to figure out whose voice that is that's talking about Darkseid. But then um, you kind of see Wonder Woman go up and and look at the shield kind of thing with Darkseid's uh, drawing in it, and then um, all of a sudden you you flip over to this apocalyptic type world. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there's spaceships uh, coming down and apocalypse or dark side is uh, right there with uh, some sort of a, um, a staff or something like that mm-hmm. and, and looking in. So what I'm, what I'm wondering is dark side has a planet, right? I mean, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not as well versed about 
I'm not either. That's or, why we should have Steve on or Joey, but I know they couldn't it, be it here. Really, it would. Yeah, and that's the. Apoc- I mean, it is what it is. Isn't it apocalypse? But, isn't that his planet? I don't know. I think and it's I, apocalypse. It could very well be. I I know that uh, the guy who is supposed to be evil in in the I mean, it's this. We only got what seventy five to eighty five. Well, we got twenty five percent of the original movie or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, Snyder. Snyder hasn't even seen it. He, but he said it's like well over half, not his vision. Uh, that's what he yeah. said. But yeah, Dark Side's planet is Apocalypse. Yeah, A P O K O L I P S. So it's uh, spelt a little differently. Okay. But yeah, he was. Uh, he sent Stephen Wolf to do his bidding, and you never. I think the only time you hear Dark Side is like one. One mention of him in the the Justice League we got, but yeah, that trailer they released this week, that little teaser trailer, that was like yeah. better than the Justice League we got. <laughs> just the build right? up, like you almost felt like, wow, boy, did we get gypped. Yeah, there was just you a. Know? That's the thing, like, like it or not, yeah, I'm not saying Snyder is perfect, but I think he can really build up tone and stakes and. That was totally missing in Justice League. You know, he went from BVS to all this this planning Luther did, right? And he yeah. left us at the end of that film talking about God's dead, they're coming. And then Justice League is kind of like really watered down of that whole message. And it just feels like there's no stakes. And of course, Darkseid's look is not that menacing. It's just not. Uh, they're only seen... I think was scary was when he was underwater and he just appeared out of that, that cliff thing, you know, screaming with the bubbles coming out of his face. Like that was effective, but still looked, you know, computer game. Like it wasn't Thanos level. Good. You know, (laughs) which is just crazy how those movies are like less than a year apart from each other. And Thanos looks so amazing compared to what they did with Stephen Wolf. But I think Stephen Wolf is going to get a whole rework look that was kind of i don't know did you ever see the bvs director's cut i did and it looked way different than, yeah you know a lot more things made sense like the dude in the wheelchair because yep. in the original cut you're like does he know he's 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 gonna commit suicide in this courtroom and you you see that because lois lane actually did her job you got to see that that was cool and she he had, yeah. like, he had a whole food oh fridge full of food so he he wasn't planning on going anywhere and so yeah luther just straight up killed him so a lot of things you and the lady who testified about what superman did she was paid off and and that russian dude pushed her in front of a subway like all that stuff really makes a difference you know when you take that out of a film it's like you're lost but what snyder was building up to i think WB should have just and obviously the direction they were going with you know their upper management there's nothing that probably could have been helped you know they were just not good at the job and now they got people i think who are much better in charge hopefully i i mean i'm assuming if they were going to let snyder do this do his cut you know that to me it's like yeah that's a wise move and with the streaming launch of hbo max that's perfect way to get people to jump on board but i'm super excited and and if it does take off then what that's you a good know. question. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Right. You and I on some uh, fan page we follow, uh, the post Geek Singularity. I don't know if you ever listened yeah. to 
Robert Meyer Burnett, but a shout out to him. He's awesome. He's on YouTube a lot. He directed a free enterprise, which I still need to get all of you to watch. So I'd love to have a, a discussion on it. It's a really good film he did, but yeah, that's a, that's a fun fan page, but yeah, we had a good conversation about if it's a hit, they haven't really changed a lot of the direction. It seems like every film that's come out has acknowledged the look of Snyder's films. Like you had the Batarang and Shazam. You had um, right. a super, you know, Aquaman shirt, I think, and some other stuff. So like every movie's kind of, they still reference the other one. So it gives me hope, you know, they, and, well, have you seen pictures of uh, Ben Affleck recently? I mean, he's bulking up again. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if that means reshoots. What I read was Snyder, he got some additional ADR approved, but not reshoots. So I don't know what's going, unless the actors are going to do it pro bono. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I could see them doing that. That I mean, yeah, they, that's the whole thing. Like, it's so uh, awesome to see Ray Fisher's reaction to the Snyder cut because he does like a podcast, but it's video. Yeah. He's very emotional about it because he was supposed to be the heart of the film. And that was his first movie. Like, there was so many things going well for them well for him in that that you know production and then a whole oh, yeah. incident happened and like yeah he was gonna have a major heart and i i love cyborg what we got of him i, I yeah i would definitely want to see more and i think snyder definitely was building up to something special and yeah maybe it's not going to be what everyone wants but i think it's gonna be a whole lot better than what we got and yeah this teaser alone I'm I'm psyched because just Wonder Woman doing the Indiana Jones thing with the torch looking around, you know, the voiceover and yeah, the reveal of dark side on that shield or whatever it was, you know, the shadow yeah. appears like, oh, my God, and like that right. scares you to me. And we yeah, never, you never like got that race. Justice League. No, I'm, I'm psyched. No. I'm psyched that whole nightmare scene in BVS like that scared me. That nightmare scene alone scared me. You know, the, oh, yeah. the parademons. And then they just became this, like, cartoonish creation in the Justice League, you know, movie. Yeah. And there was just, there's no fear. I never had any fear. Like, I never felt like this was, uh, you know, it just, things didn't make sense, you know? Especially when Stephen Wolf got all the cubes, right? You think game over, but he's just like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's like beatboxing with him or something, you know? <laughs> DJing it. Yeah, seriously, yeah. they're just like yeah, sitting around and, oh, I guess we'll go over to Russia and, and all that crap. And they're also going to fix the color correction for Snyder's Cut. Yes, so. I've heard about that. They're going to fix the ending uh, there. And um, he, yeah, oh, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be so amazing. And you're going to have Martian Manhunter revealed. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited about well, that. Well, I think there's going to be some Green Lantern in there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Originally, what I heard was at the end of the film, Bruce is in his, his house off the lake there. You know, they showed in the in the BVS, and he's visited by, like, two Green Lanterns, I believe. So, I think that's good. Yeah. pretty freaking cool. I don't know if you know this, but Harry Lennox's character, he was General Swanwick in Man of yeah. Steel and BVS. He is Martian mm. Manhunter. You're uh, kidding. Yeah, that's that would have been the big reveal we would have gotten. In fact, there's uh -huh. that scene in Justice League where Martha Kent is visiting Lois Lane at the paper. Yeah. And they're having coffee. That was actually Martian Manhunter as as uh, Martha Kent. It was not Martha Kent herself. He was oh, he was in disguise. Because they had a connection ever since the Man of Steel. And then Lois, you know, came to him with that bullet in BVS. 
So that was yeah. going to be a scene there, which that's going to be pretty freaking cool. So, oh, weird. So much more cool shit we would have gotten, you know? Well, that we will get now. Well, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Snyder's ha- has confirmed this. But yeah, you know how rumor mills can go like, oh, we're going to get this and that and blah, blah, blah. And Batgirl's going to come in and blah, 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 you know, there's also word that Dick Grayson was the Robin that was killed, which sucks. But I guess Carrie Kelly, they're going to try and bring in, which eh, it's interesting. So I don't know. But Dick Grayson doesn't die in the comics. No, it doesn't make sense. He becomes Jason Nightwing. Todd dies. Yes. Right. Why don't they just say it was Jason Todd? I mean, to keep with continuity. Well, I thought, yeah, that was. That was, I think, what everyone figured it was, and yeah. and there was a cool backstory about Joker's teeth, that why they're metal like that, because Batman was so pissed, he, like, broke all his teeth, so he had to yeah. get, which is like, okay, that makes more sense, and right. yeah, there was, I mean, originally there was a huge arc, like, Bruce was going to die, and then they were going to use time travel and bring him back, like, a younger version or something like that. And maybe restore some things that happened in his um, past or something. I don't know. Uh, we're probably not going to get that far. <laughs> Snyder, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, it, it would have. Yeah, WB just should have been patient, you know. And the audience just overreacted, I think, or you know the and it probably was played out. Who knows of, of how bad this movie is? Which makes so much sense now as to why the Flash is doing. Oh, I'm still too. Yeah. That was that was that was what he was doing. Yeah, he was communicating. He was yeah. from the future, and yeah. So hopefully yeah. that will get explained in Justice League as well. I'm, I think a lot of things are going to get explained, and if it's received well, which I imagine it's going to be, maybe they'll bring Snyder back to do some more films, or maybe Ben Affleck's not done yet. You know, uh, there's possibilities. I know they're doing a Robert Pattinson one. They're doing something different than Marvel. I think they're 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 going to have continuity films, and they're going to have films on their own. So clearly, like yeah. the Joker. That's on its own. So, and it could be uh, sequelized, but it's still going to be in its own universe. Right. It can really confuse the audience, but geeks will understand what's going on. So, in their animated world, they they already do that. They already they have continuity and they have their own films. So, it's not really anything new in that realm. But yeah, the live action realm, yeah, it's it's totally new. So, I, I applaud them from trying to yeah. do something different. I'm super excited. I think it could influence. A new series of films, for sure. PlayStation 5 was revealed, Mitch. I know. Have you heard anything about it being quartz compatible? Yes. Well, it can play, supposedly it can play PS4 games, but not all of them. It's not going to be, sadly, I don't think it's going to play them all like we, we all want. Um, uh-huh. I know, I know. That's disappointing. Someday, we'll probably be old men, but um, <laughs> yeah. they'll finally release oh, something. Oh, now you're going to be backwards compatible, you know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. When I can't work the damn controller because my arthritis kicked in. <laughs> Fuck you, Sony. Right. Ah, I shit my pants again. <laughs> it figures, right? Who knows? Like 10 oh, years yeah. from now, they'll probably have a, you know, how they have those uh, arcade machines you can buy now. They'll probably have a Sony one that has like everything in it. And... No, that'd be fun. Or if you can, that'd you could probably, yeah, you could probably engineer something. Uh, I think I know somebody who could uh, maybe hook you up. I don't know. On the down low. <laughs> On the download. <laughs> oh. Get an emulator going. But yeah, everyone's freaking out about the look. I'm not. I don't think it looks great. What do you think? I I have no. I mean, it looks like a Wi-Fi router. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I don't really. It's not ugly by any means. The oh. controller. I wouldn't mind it being a black controller just because, you know, that's what we kind of grew up on. Oh, sure. But 
I'm fine. There, there will be different color schemes, so you probably oh, okay. will be able to get that. I'm, I'm imagining, and the controller is a little different, uh, but it's still kind of. Yeah. They said it's more of an Xbox controller, but it still, still has that Sony look to it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm Sony through and through, as I they say it. I don't know, but I, you know, I had, I had the PlayStation when everybody else had. It seemed the um, Sega Saturn. You remember that shit? Like, oh yeah, everyone yeah, I talked Saturn, Sega CD. I couldn't relate to anybody when I first got the PlayStation. Like nobody had it. I yeah. knew, and it was frustrating because I wanted to like share and geek out about it. And yeah, everyone's like, "Yeah, I got a Sega Saturn," and I'm like, "Okay, I can't. <laughs> I can't." Remember, remember when Sega CD came out? It was like supposed to. Oh, and I love. There was a game that it was like a sewer game. You're in these pods or something, and I love that game. My friend yeah. had the Sega CD. I. I never had that. I almost, uh, well, I did want that, but then something new came along and just, you know, didn't care for it anymore. Well, I love the original origin story about how PlayStation came about. It was a project by Nintendo, and they were trying to compete with Sega, and for whatever reason, it got scrapped, and then that's when Sony says, well, we've already put so much R&D into it. We're just going to create our own console and ramp mm-hmm. with it. Wow. And that's that's what they did. Um, and so it's it's been interesting because it seems like Nintendo has hindered themselves in so many ways mm. uh, just based off the fact that they're not willing to update the graphics. And they've certainly kept a niche market of uh, simplicity and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. But I love the old school games. I don't like the new ones, except for maybe Mario Kart. Those continue to be awesome. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, the the Wii was a big success for them, and I think yes, I think they're trying to roll out. Well, no, they they have a new system now. I should know what it is. <laughs> I don't have it. Nintendo. Yes, Switch. yes, yes. Which I don't even know if the games are discs or not. Like I should know that, but you know, this it costs money. Uh, <laughs> it's expensive. I think they're for sure uh, CDs. I want to say now. So they've they've progressed, but graphics mm-hmm. have not. What hurt them was that that Wii U that really screwed them. Like you know, they could have done something differently. But I love Nintendo too. But yeah, uh, after Super NES, uh, I think I was oh until the Wii. Then I then I got yeah. one. I never had the N sixty four, although I wanted it for Goldeneye. So, but yeah, that's that's what's cool is um I had to recently uh, dig out my Super Nintendo because I I had a friend that was needing to test a game before they sold it. They wanted to make sure it worked. And uh, it did. But yeah, as I was digging out all that stuff out, I found all my other game systems and I was uh, looking at my Dreamcast and I had I had the game Hydro Thunder, which was really cool. It's like a boating game that had rockets and shit. It was really crazy. And I was just like, I think my kids would love this. I think it almost be the same graphics as the Wii. (laughs) But I could be wrong. My memory could be bad. (laughs) I remember the graphics being pretty good, but I'm sure... We'll yeah. see. I'm sure they'll they'll still dig it. Uh, my friend, he was he's gonna get uh, three hundred and fifty dollars for the game he uh, tested with my system. Jeez. Superman on Super NES. That's why. Oh, nice. That's a rare game, I believe, and very beloved. So that's crazy, right? That's yeah. awesome. That's a Super right. NES game. Yeah, <laughs> craziness. But yeah, the PlayStation Five looks great. I think uh, you know the problem is we have a lot of great designers now who just do it for the fun for like fan art and yeah, you're going to see some, 
some takes on it that are amazing. And then Sony decides to, you know, release their take and it's never going to be, you know, it's never going to live up to the same as those other uh, versions, you know, Xbox, the new Xbox, I guess they've shown that, I think. And it's just, you know, it's just typical box thing. And yeah, I hate the fan community. They seem to praise that more than the PlayStation five. And it's like PlayStation five has like, they are trying something different, you know, with the, the points at it and stuff. So I think it looks great. I don't care what people say. I'll still buy it. I'm excited. It's going to have a 4k player, I believe. So at least you get that, which will be good. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get that. And the good thing is they're remaking games now. So you might not ever have to worry about the compatibility problem because your game could Hmm. get remade into modern graphics and look amazing more than it ever did, you know, so there's that possibility. They have released some game trailers. Uh, Gran Turismo, that looks amazing. I don't oh, know if you really? caught that. Yeah, man, these these games anymore. I mean, I'm out of the loop. I, I have a PS4, but I don't have a bunch of sporting games or anything like that. But man, yeah. these sporting games look real. It's just nuts how damn good looking they are. And yeah, the Gran Turismo, yeah, it looks amazing. The cars course i don't know if it's the gameplay i'm seeing much or just the you know the videos inserts they put in they have a new game star wars squadrons i don't know if you saw that trailer but it really puts you in like the cockpit of the the x-wings and stuff and you really feel you really feel like you're fighting and i'm like man i wish these recent star wars movies had that you know appeal to them like you really felt like you're in the shit you know when you're in the space scenes Well, games have gotten so good at doing that, you know, that it's just like it almost ruins some of the movies. Well, yeah, because they they are movies anymore themselves. And a lot of them, all these games, I'm just like, this buildup's so great. Like, this should be a damn movie. Like, they should hire these writers for movies. Maybe they are, but I don't think I don't think so. (laughs) Just from what we've seen, we've seen like recycled shit pretty much, you know, and (laughs) there's there's a new thing for you. Recycled shit. Recycled shit. Recycled food. <laughs> remember, remember recycled food from Judge Dredd? Oh, yes. Recycled food. Yeah. Recycled food. That's classic. Yeah, man, that's pretty much all I have. We covered quite a bit, so. We sure did. We sure did. Recycled shit, everybody. Recycled shit. But yeah, I want to remind everyone out there of our network of shows, if you will. We've got Field of Geeks, which is what you're listening to now. This is episode 154, and we also have Field of Geeks at the Movies, Star Trek, Mission Report, The Super Unknown, and then we're going to be relaunching a show we started a little over a year ago, uh, The Power of Knowledge. It's going to be hosted by Juan and Paul, so it's kind of a nutritional show, just enlightenment, you know, for yourself, and Paul's a nutrition scientist, and Juan, you know, Mitch is a personal trainer and he has vast knowledge and all that. So excited to share those. We're getting those um, refined. Got to do at the movies again somehow. It's kind of hard to do it, not in person, unless we do like a movie discussion, which we could do. Right. There's those possibilities. And of course, the super unknown, that's uh, it's like your unsolved mysteries show slash solved mysteries uh, that you may have never known about. Variety of shows uh, go to our YouTube channel or streaming on all listening um, services and we're on facebook so check us out like subscribe yes. share and uh comment if you will and there's also chance for a guest opportunity on the show as well so we'll be back hang in there everyone and uh 
Thoughts. Take care. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. Peace out. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.